O Lord Jesus Christ, be born in us today. Amen. Please be seated. Merry Christmas, everybody. If there are lines in heaven, you may be near the front for being here this morning. Extra points for holiness. I'm so glad that you are here to celebrate the Feast of the Incarnation, or otherwise known as Jesus' birthday. I wonder if you can offer us glad tidings of great joy and let us know what you got for Christmas. Does anybody want to share a gift that they got for Christmas? Let's see your first step. What did you get? A Star Wars Lego set with Anakin Skywalker's ship. That's a, that's a good one. Let's see. Get the call out. Yes. Is it a bit louder? A pink scooter. Oh, you should have brought it. I could have tried it. Yes. Sorry. A, a hoverboard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. You can put those on YouTube. All the way. Yes. Let's see. I saw a hand up over there. What did you get? A camera. Oh, now you could take pictures of them hovering. Anything else? Anybody else want to share? All the way down here. We'll come on this side first. What did you get? An Alexa Echo Dot. That's one we may regret. Yes. What did you get? Now, now, is that. I'm, I'm you now, is this a special team? Which special team is this? The Miami Hurricanes. Sorry if that's a rival team. Okay, and this ball. A spinny chair. And then what, you've got last one now. Lego, that's a, that's a game, isn't it? I think we may have that one too. Well, I want to take us back a century, a whole century. You may not believe this ever happened. This was before email. You've actually not even come across it. Before texting before Skype, back in the day when the greatest gift that I could get was a letter. This is ancient technology. We used to take a pen or a pencil <laughs> and write on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope, stick a stamp on it, and off it would go. So you may know, you may remember that I spent some years living in India in my late teens and my again, then again in my early 20s. And that was the best way that we could communicate. Telephone calls were so expensive that they were factual and fast. In fact, the boys in the school could actually, they had a competition at how fast they could let their family know that they were still alive. I think three seconds was the fastest phone call they managed. But letters were how we could expand and reflect and share what was going on. So there was nothing like it for me, particularly to see a well-worn envelope that had made its way through the Indian postal system, which in itself is a miracle, all the way to me, to see that little picture in the corner of the envelope of the queen's head, because I knew it was from home. I used to treasure those letters. I used to run upstairs and open them. And when time would go, maybe a week or two or three or four or five, and there was no letter in the mail, I began to wonder, what's the word? What's going on? I lived 5,000 feet up in a, on, on, in a school on top of a Himalayan foothill. Felt a little, bit of cut, a little bit cut off from the world we lived in. What's the word? The word for me 
was life. And so it was for John. In many ways, I feel like here you are, the faithful few here on Christmas Day, and the gospel reading you hear is very different to the shepherds and the angels and this story. It's this over-philosophical John. He'd be a bad person to ask directions from. In his head, but also in his heart, it would be a curious kind of nativity scene if the only gospel that had sustained through the centuries was John's gospel. It's tough to carve the word out of wood. Yet in many ways, this gospel of John is very straightforward. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made through him. All things were made through him. I wonder how much you think about words. It is an affliction of my line of work to think about words, perhaps too much. I wonder if you remember, perhaps, whether you have had children of your own or in your extended family, about the feeling of parents for their first children or grandchildren, what that first word will be. I can remember that experience. Will it be my name that they will say? How can I train this child so they'll say, Daddy? (laughs) Will it be yes? Will it be no? Will it be more? I remember that that sense of which somehow that this first word would be so crucial, would set them on their way to success in life. I've also noticed that in counseling couples as preparation for their wedding and their marriage. Do you remember the day when you told me for the first time that you love me? It's that critical moment, whether this wedding is going to take place or not, as the groom-to-be looks really nervous. Yet, both for the life of a child and for the life of a marriage, of course, it's not necessarily the first words that really count, but the word that gets laid upon the word, upon the word, upon the word. So, too, with the gift of this gospel this morning. Actually, it is the word that allows us to move on from the scene at the stable. Because it's such a familiar place to be with shepherds coming in from the fields and angels in the heavens and their kings on their way, that we have to ask ourselves where our place may be and what we are to do next. And really, it's very simple. And this is the great thing. One of the places that I studied is a little university in England called Cambridge. And it, it, um, sometimes they get a little bit too over-fascinated with words. But the chair of the theology department there once famously said, there's no such thing as an expert theologian. It's absolutely right. And the gift of words is that you don't have to be an expert to talk to God. In fact, wonderfully, you don't even have to be able to use words to talk to God. The scriptures tell us that Even our groans and our moaning, our longing will be, if you like, interpreted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will intercede for us, make our unintelligibleness intelligible to God, receive it all the same.
And so the gift to us is that we might learn, maybe starting today, to lay word upon word upon word in our conversation with God. There are no special words to use, although when you come to an Episcopal church, you can sometimes come to that mistake. We're very fond of using particular words. But truthfully, our life is really just an ongoing conversation. The eternal word spoken to us, the eternal word which creates us, then gives us our calling, our own response to offer a word in return. One word after the next, the word of our actions, the word of our lives and how we lead them, the word of our hearts. So that is how we are able to be also messengers, as we heard in Isaiah, of good news, to share that good news as we can best speak it through our life and into the lives of others. So may you take that Christmas gift along with all the other gifts you've got today and take them out into the world and offer that word spoken to you, reverberated into the world that God has made, word upon word, grace upon grace, the living love of God born in you this day. Amen.